Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Active Quest. This is episode 60, and Moses is licking my monitor right now, very aggressively. It's it's one thing to just lick a monitor, but he's doing it like he's like trying to prove something. It's very strange. <laughs> anyway, I'm your host, jo- Joseph Yaden. Uh, joining me today is Mr. Chris Penwell. Hello, Chris. Meow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, how are you, Chris? How are things? I'm I'm doing well, doing better. Um, got a lot of articles out this week, so I'm happy. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, uh, given the circumstances, right? Yeah. It's been kind of a shit week. Yeah, it's been kind just, of a bad week. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm humans. pretty bummed out about Kyle Bossman leaving Easy Allies. That's a, that's a big blow. Sure. Um, yeah. To that team, I think so. Um, I know. I I I love this stuff, and I appreciate what he done and what he's done for the podcast and the shows they do over there. So yeah, mm-hmm. big bummer. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, some of these games that are coming out within the coming weeks will distract yeah. from that. Uh, so yeah, that should be a thing. Um, and of course, Mr. Josh Nichols is here with us today. Josh, how are you? I am good. I was just looking at Chris's bingo card he made. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> actually right there give us a get it you get a, a square on there because i just laughed yeah. um here i'm gonna i'm gonna pull it up just to take a look at it let's see should have included the siren in there as well my god oh my god yeah every day so I mean, a big emergency live... going on out there big outbreak it's... no it's just it raccoon city every day okay. no just every day that's okay just, that's just the thing that happens <laughs> yeah yeah thq you guys have to see this look you go on our twitter page and we've got this <laughs> bingo cat what okay i don't understand the mario one is it is it making fun of 2d mario it's is just that mario joke? oh just mario if we okay. mention mario the series out. okay pineapple on pizza yeah Hor- horse yeah a yawn i dated a horse i dated yawning. a girl who looked like a horse yeah yeah hmm. interesting yeah this is funny um okay <laughs> anyway uh so yeah thank you guys for joining us for episode 60 couple housekeeping notes before we get into the show here of course we're doing our giveaway uh on yes. twitter make sure you just follow us and and retweet that we're giving away a digital copy of animal crossing new horizons and some swag to go with it so please be excited for that 
And those who do participate in the giveaway stick around for the show as well. That would be nice. I know a lot of people just do that and then they leave, and that's fine. I understand that. But if you, even if we, you know, get a few new listeners out of there, that that'd be kind of nice. So we appreciate you doing that. That ends um on the day the game comes out, March twentieth, same day as Doom Eternal. So you got about a week left by the time you guys hear this podcast. A uh, few days before that happens. So. What else? We're a part of the HP Video Game Podcast Network, which, uh, you know, they've been very kind to us there. And obviously, Ben the Mayor Smith is doing some good work there, as always, uh, running Handsome Phantom. And there's uh, several other awesome podcasts associated with that as well. So you can check that out, too. Um, what else? Oh, you can find our show uh, on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow or email us at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, where a lot of you PR reps have already done that, so we appreciate that, of course. And also, and... I, I'd like to mention as well, we uh, you have an upcoming interview with the Vecchi Studios, I think they're called, and uh, they're working on a new um, FMV game, uh, which is really cool. So I'll be uh, talking to them about that game soon, probably in a month. Yeah, uh, for a moment, I thought you were saying I have that, and I'm like, I do? Oh shit! <laughs> I have not prepared. I have not prepared for that. When are you doing that? Do you know? Do you have any more? Uh, we don't know yet. We want to do it closer to the launch of the next game. So there we go. Poe and Monroe. Yes. Okay. And the other thing too, um, we're gonna try to start doing some more guests. Not doing guests. Having guests. Jesus. <laughs> having guests on the show. Um, and there's one in particular that might happen that I'm kind of excited about. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, all right, before we get into the show, I just wanted to see how you guys were doing. Obviously, we mentioned it's been a shit week. It's so interesting because I've seen... It, like, it seems like this week has, la- has lasted like a month, right? With the amount of stuff that's been happening. Um, the big... I mean, obviously, this this pandemic that's happening here is, is the, sort of the big driving force of news throughout the week here. But the, the big story is just E3 being canceled, right? And that's... That's a huge, insane, unprecedented issue that we've and then never, outside never seen E3 before. too, like NBA seasons on hold. You know, right. like MLB, NHL, NHL, NHL. You would say NHL, you Canadian. The curling tournaments are on hold. I would imagine. Yeah, like there's there's things that they just Disney World's closing. Like what the you know like there's things closing that just don't. The most magical place in the world is closing. Yeah. Very bizarre. So we'll get into that uh, shortly. Um, what oh, else? and I meant to say this during housekeeping. Sorry. Um, I won't be here uh, in episode 61. Um, I think we're going to have a, you know, probably have a guest or it might just be you guys. But I just want to remind everybody I won't be here next week. I will be on vacation. Yeah. Jo- and Josh, that's good. You need to go take a break. You work your ass off. I know how much. I mean, God, you work like 60 hours a week, so yeah, go take I'm a break. I'm excited about it the most because it's free. <laughs> My wife's parents were just like, vacation. Free? Let's go. Free is yeah. good. Free yeah, is good. So free I, vacation I free. is good, yes. I can get into free. Um, cool. So a few notes here before we get into the like uh, main news stories and everything. Of course, we've got our uh, quick notes here, and then we'll do some upcoming releases, which there's a lot of. Uh so quick notes here um let me start and we're, what we're gonna do we'll just bounce back between us so uh i'll toss it over to chris and then chris you toss toss it to josh and then back to me um or yeah does that sound good with you guys you guys want to yep. do it like that 
Yeah. Okay, cool. So let me start here. Um, so, and get used to this headline here, by the way. It's going to be a lot of this in this episode. Oh, yeah. So, you know, sorry in advance. Um, Pokemon Go uh, Safari Zone event postponed due to uh, concerns over coronavirus. So there's just an, uh, a couple updates um, that, that have gone out for that that make it so you can play without moving. Because, you know, the whole wow. game is like about walking, right? So, yeah. yeah. So they've implemented that. There's, uh, uh, what are those, incense things that pop up? Uh, more often, more frequently, so you can get those Pokemans without moving. Chris, you can get the next one. Okay, yep. So, uh, Watch Dogs Stanley Parable uh, will be free on Epic Games Store next week, so that's really cool. Um, both are pretty good games, and I especially recommend the Stanley Parable. It's a really interesting game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Josh? Uh, so, the Overwatch League cancels all March and April events due to the coronavirus, so there were some events that were going to be happening in March and April, and then those have been canceled um, at this time because of the coronavirus. So, I think that's smart that uh, they did that. Yeah. But it's still a pretty big, you know, thing to have canceled, too. It's just it's just a lot of that. That's, yeah. a, that's a lot of stuff. Okay, this one I'm excited about, though. Um, CD Projekt Red is working on a new game after Cyberpunk 20, uh, 2077, and it's not The Witcher 4. Although, from what I understand, it is Witcher-related. Um, and it's unclear if it's like going to be like another card spinoff sort of Give thing. Give me a Siri game. I want a Siri yeah. game. That's what I, I want. Totally a what? Me, what is that? Siri. Siri. The what? what she's not his daughter, but she's pretty much like. Oh, like, okay. Okay. Like acts like his daughter. Like you know, he there's like a paternal you know paternal bond there. So yeah, that would be awesome. I I will say that while playing The Witcher Three though, it was kind of strange playing her sections. Just in that I felt like, hey, I'm not getting XP for Geralt here. Yeah. So like, I, I want to play as Geralt. Or, or at least if I'm playing as her, I want to get XP for Geralt. So, yeah, that'd be interesting, though, because she's a lot more nimble and everything. Yeah, definitely um, would be down for that. So that's not going to be for probably five more years or so before we see, like, a main, you know, yeah, like another sure. AAA game from them. But they have um, multiple anyhow, teams, so maybe. Yeah, could be, could be. And if uh, Cyberpunk sells well enough, maybe they'll be able to double down on that. Um, cool, let's do some quick... Uh, upcoming releases. Uh, we'll just rapid fire go through these here. Um, Chris, you want to do this one here? You can start. Yeah, Lego Super Mario will be uh, <laughs> revealed as a new type of Lego game experience. So it's kind of cool. There's uh, figures set on like a table in a board game kind of fashion, and you're going through the level with different figures. Um, there's kind of like a little digital kind of thing, LED on Mario, and it looks super awesome. You should watch the trailer. Yeah, I think. Uh, this is like a no-brainer. Like I don't yeah. know why this hasn't happened yet. Uh, like Mario, like Mario and Lego. Like those are the two biggest franchises of kids. I feel like so. Yeah, yeah interesting. Uh, Josh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn PC port confirmed for summer 2020. It was you know of course leaked before, but now we've got that confirmation. Uh, interesting note on this too. Um, one of the people from the uh, team, I don't remember now, but they were talking on Twitter, kind of like. Uh, just in disbelief just like in shock and disbelief that people would be angry about this i oh my god weird too the comments were just a fucking just oh it's just a like cesspool. there was a guy that like smashed their ps4 with a hammer and i was like really yeah some of the some of the comments were just like why even why do why do i even need a ps4 now if you guys are putting your games out on pc this is, it's just so yeah, fucking like it's, stupid and then one I, person, I, I can say as an xbox person that you know all of our exclusives go on pc as well 
It doesn't matter. I can play it at yeah. either one. Who cares? Yeah, and one person was like, you know, you're 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 putting your games on a competitor's platform, right? And I'm like, dude, they're making money, you idiot. Yeah, they're, they're making, making money. You money. That's all that fucking is. Fucking stupid. God, people are stupid. Um, it's either going to make people double dip, or it's going to just make people that weren't going to buy it already because they only play on PC buy it. I like, think the, it, it doesn't hurt anything. I think the person that said that thought that that Steam or whatever platform it's going to be on. I think it is Steam was going to be making the money off of this instead of Sony. I mean, they'll get a 30% cut, I'm sure. That's what they usually get off of other games. But uh, yeah, yeah but I mean, it's still additional money, yeah. Yeah, it's not instead of, it's in addition to. God, yeah, fucking stupid. Yeah. Anyway. And like, if, uh, if, if you're one of those guys that hate Sony for doing this, grow the fuck up. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. God, it's really just stupid. like, games being available to more people is, is only a good thing. Console wars are over. Stop with this bullshit just stop it chris um all right uh spawn is coming to mortal kombat 11 on saint patrick's day march 17th uh we've known about that for a while i don't know that we've known the date for that though but spawn has been er, he's been rumored since that game even i think Mm -hmm. even before the game came out he has been rumored so uh that'll be cool i don't always buy dlc for fighting games but i'm gonna probably buy the season pass thing now just for this alone because spawn is fucking cool Man, there was this Spawn game back on the PS2 days. Yes. It's not it good. So cool. No, but it's it was not, fun. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. Like, I, I don't recommend it now. But at the time, mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of like Devil May Cry. You could, like, fly around. Yeah, you could. I liked it. Uh, yeah, you, like, collect orbs and stuff and level up. It was, it was kind of interesting. And there's a new uh, Mortal Kombat animated series uh, trailer that's just come out. And oh, that's right, yeah. Cool. I don't think it's a series, actually. It's a film from DC Animation, and it looks incredible. Mm. So. That's an interesting... Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting matchup. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who we're on. Chris? Yeah, Chris. Yeah, you uh, Blade Runner Remaster coming to PC, Switch, and uh, Xbox One. I believe, and tell me if I'm wrong, but it's a remake of the 1997 adventure game uh, yep, from Westwood exactly Studios. Right. It's coming to right? PS4 too. Yep. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, I, I covered this story. This actually, it was an exclusive uh, from Hollywood Reporter, but I covered it the other day. Yeah, uh, what's interesting about this is the original source code was lost, and so the studio that's porting it uh, had to like reverse... I forget what the terminology was, but they like reverse engineered it or something to to like get the get the code for it so they could um you know sort of get this remaster off the ground. Cool. But 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 it was like super expensive to do that, which was why they're partnering with this publisher here to to get it off the ground. So that was kind of interesting. I hadn't even ever like heard of that. Um. All right. And then Josh, why don't you get this last one here? Uh, Sega's Panzer Dragoon series returns as a VR game. It's coming to unspecified VR platforms in March 2021. I'm really hoping that comes to PSVR because I would love to play Panzer Dragoon in VR. Yeah, God, I'm that not would gonna be... invest in a VR rig for the you know our computer, but man, I'd no. buy that day one on PS4. Kinda That's kind of sound... how I feel about. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go so ahead. It kind of sounds like it make me nauseous. My God. Yeah, maybe. It might. I, mean, I, I, I don't get nauseous from the <laughs> VR games, but I totally get why. I, I like the way it feels, but I understand why that would feel, you know, also maybe make someone feel sick. But I, I like that kind of sense of movement. Yeah, and it's interesting because, like, some people, like, they can't handle any VR. Like, if they get into VR at all, they get nauseous right away. Versus some people who could do, like, just crazy, like, 
you know, like super fluid movements and no, you know, no being sick at all. So I guess it just kind of depends on the person. Like they could do like a roller coaster first person VR game or mode or whatever and be totally fine. (laughs) Yeah, I guess, Chris, you're not one of those people. Yeah, I would inject that into my brain. That would be fun. Uh, Yeah. What's it called? Uh, Rise of uh, the Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. That that game was like that. It was so fun. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chris, have you played that, the Rush of Blood, Until Dawn? Um, no, That's I haven't. A, just because I like had, a, so I got a bad reputation, so it's a nausea. So I think uh, people yep. wanted a lot more from that game too. Like I think if you just look at it like this isn't Until Dawn two, it's Until Dawn fun spinoff VR game. Oh you yeah, know, then it's a lot more. No, fun. it's not Until Dawn two at all. So. Yeah, I think that's what hurt it too. Is people like thought it'd be way better than it was. You know? Yeah, it's a weird game. I, I mean, it, it definitely feels weird to attach the Until Dawn name to it since it's a fucking like what's what what do you call that genre? It, it, you're basically it's like a shooter. It's an on rail shooter, and you're in a roller coaster. Literally, that's the game. Yeah, it reminds me of those games like at like Chuck E. Cheese and stuff. Like okay, yeah, gallery? Where you're like sitting in the Star Wars chair. Kind of, yeah, yeah, and it's presented as like it's like it's aware of what it is within the game like it knows that you're in a roller coaster yeah because you're in a roller coaster in the game too right yeah yeah very strange um cool all right well why don't we do some actual lengthy news stories here and there's a lot of big stuff to get to so if you guys are ready we can get started let's go So, big story of the week, obviously, it's E3 getting canceled. So, this is, like I mentioned at the top of the show, unprecedented. Now, I'm going to lay out my thoughts, and then I'll toss it to you guys first. Um, Obviously, it's due to the coronavirus. Now, last week, we covered that their promotion partner, I Am 8-Bit, who had previously joined them to sort of make this show better, uh, quote-unquote, whatever that means, And anyway, they pulled out. We covered that last week. And so this is sort of just the nail in the coffin, right? Now, (laughs) okay, my initial thought is there's going to be several people uh, mad about this. There's going to be the people who are like, well, I want my game conferences. I want my announcements, blah, blah, blah. Which, you know, fair enough. You'll get your game announcements. You'll get your, you know, maybe you won't get a, a live press conference, but you'll get some sort of digital announcement you know, real or whatever they do. That's not really a problem. My issue with this is just all the developers who were planning on, I mean, it's the same thing we said about GDC, right? The developers who are planning on pitching their games, networking with publishers, meeting publishers who are, you know, sort of relying on this. I mean, you can't really do a digital version of that. I mean, I guess you can, but it's not anywhere near as effective. A lot of natural connections aren't going to happen now. And the right. pro- the problem with that is that you know we're moving to a next the next generation consoles. That's pretty fucking important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a great point, Chris. Especially right now. So like, who knows what sort of implications this is going to have? Six months, Hopefully, a year. Xbox months. and Sony, Nintendo try to reach out to these companies. You know, to try to put them in their presentations. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, look. The problem too with this is that you don't we haven't really had a whole lot of notice to fix all of this you know like obviously e3 has been sort of 
in a downward spiral for years. But in terms of the coronavirus stuff, I mean, this all just sort of happened within the past mm. month or so, right? So, like, these companies haven't really had a plan B in place to even counter this. That's sort of the, the issue. But, yeah, I'm just – I'm thinking of, like, what this is going to mean – for the games that were going to be either announced or maybe not announced, but games that were going to be like sort of um, started their inception at, at this coming E3, like will those games even exist? Maybe they will, but I mean, are they going to look differently now? Maybe some of them won't exist. Maybe this is going to cause them not to be able to come out. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a lot of hypotheticals and it's, it's going to snowball maybe I feel like. And it, this is going to have a, a long-lasting effect, I feel like. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, let me toss it over to you, Chris. How do you feel about all this? Um, I think this is a very uncertain time in terms of entertainment media, right? Like, right. Um, yeah. we're you know, we're hearing people are working from home. We're uh, the movie industry won't have a new movie until um, May, and that's an animated film, you know. Um, and things yeah. are getting delayed out of this year so hopefully it doesn't affect video games but uh for e3 in particular i i think this was honestly a downward spiral uh from iron 8 bit uh leaving uh jeff oh, yeah. Keighley not being a part of it and then um this was kind of like the last nail in the coffin i i think honestly this the the coronavirus just made them think fuck it let's just drop it this year this this retool and rethink this right um yeah yeah so that's, that's my other that's what sorry, i'm thinking that, yeah that's um, my other question though what is that going to look like okay do they come back do they change it all together like what is this going to look like man this this is really nuts i feel like i mean obviously like i said we've never seen this before i was shocked absolutely shocked when it got announced i remember i was we were playing online we yeah. were playing call of duty when you when you uh said it you're like holy shit they canceled it i'm like what and then i look and i'm yeah. like oh fuck there it is man and I, I feel like we've been waiting for this for for months but it just didn't yeah i don't know it just seems but so weird that it's actually happening i will say this though I, I think it's good of the esa to cancel it this far in advance right so um uh in our next story um we mentioned that microsoft and ubisoft will be moving their to digital events now um with after e3's cancellation and that might not have happened if e3 was like um canceled a month in advance right so that, that's that's a good thing that the esa has done um as for communication with other devs and publishers i think this is really bad <laughs> you know it's it's a uh it's nice that everyone can come together in one spot right uh once a year and now we don't have that there's not um just to quote michael huber from easy allies there's no gonna there's not gonna be any backdoor shady deals or you know um any um uh agreements being made right so I don't know. It's it's gonna be weird. Maybe we'll have like a Lou of um like a Lou year, like maybe twenty twenty two, where like we don't have as much games as we usually have, uh, because of this. But I I don't know. Um, I think, um, this will affect mainly the double A studios. Yeah, but... yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, Josh, tell me your thoughts on this. I think this uh, presents an interesting opportunity for E3 because it gives them the chance to lean into this and gives them time to think because they do need to reinvent what they are in 2020 um, or 2021. Uh, I think what the, the reason they're in a good spot, though, is not only can they lean into that, but also what I see happening is I see a lot of the things that were going to happen at E3 
getting reworked and pushed into the game awards and maybe in a different way, but being represented there. And I think that E3 can look to see what the game awards does with that kind of um, press and whatnot and try to use that to potentially inspire them and what they would do next year. I, I think I'll take it one step further. I think <laughs> Jeff Keighley's going to start his own con around the game awards because yeah. he, he, he um, uh, I looked at Carl uh, Bossman's um, tweets and someone brought up the idea of him and uh, Jeff Keighley working together and then Jeff had like this uh, gif was like interesting right so I think that might be in the back of his <laughs> mind it might just be a joke but like I, I, I think uh, Jeff might want to do something like that in the future mm-hmm. um, now the other thing uh, now we don't have this in the show notes but this is worth noting as well um, there was a report from Kotaku this was Jason Schreier uh, in that there was a the W Warner Brothers was going to be at E3 presenting yes. their long rumored Harry Potter game <sighs> and their new Batman game yeah so I, considering the source, I feel pretty strongly about that, that that's, that's accurate. Right. Um, but that's a big deal too. Like, does that mean those games are close? Does that mean those are launch titles for next gen? I I don't know. Uh, but the fact that they were going to be getting, you know, E3 press conferences, which I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know that, uh, WB has, I don't think they've ever had a a press conference before. Right. I don't think they have, or at least if they have it. I don't recall recently, right? Um, so that's really fascinating as well. That was sort of one of they're the They're bigger... going to be one to watch, too, because WB is owned by AT&T. Oh, are and... they really? I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, huh. <laughs> yeah AT&T. Oh, man. They're, uh, they're way too big. Um, <laughs> they uh, bought WarnerMedia, though, like a year or two ago. Um, huh. I didn't so know that. It's, we're going to see... A, I think we're going to see the most <laughs> interesting responses from AT&T and Disney, especially AT&T, though, because... Um, they have movies, they have games, they have all kinds of uh, different media products that they're not going to be able to promote in traditional manners or release in traditional manners. Mm-hmm. So we might see them experiment with like, you know, how they release, you know, movies and TV shows are involved with or, or games. Right. Um, I just saw this. This isn't in the show notes. Disney's releasing Frozen 2 and Disney Plus this week and three months earlier Whoa. than they intended because of stuff. So, you know, we might see this inadvertently lead to um god this is gonna hurt gamestop badly we might see digital stuff take even more of a of a uh spotlight you know in how we consume things because more people are going to be you know experiencing the convenience of it because they have no other option or they have less options you know that's a great point yeah that's what i'm saying i mean what if they start drop releasing games now you know what if they're like hey this game's coming out you know three months early yeah I I i don't know I just don't know. I mean, it's, I guess it's possible, this right? This is going to kill physical sales at GameStop even more. Than, you know, they're already going. They're already down. But I mean, this is really going to. I didn't think about I, that I, until now. I also think we'll get. I've been saying this a few times over the last few months, but I think this might be the case. We've seen the spring of different um, convention, digital conventions come up. Um, I think you said four or five of them have come up for you, Joseph. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I just ap- like I that, just yeah. ap- applied to one. I think it's like the Carnival Game Carnival or something like that. So yep. I'll be yeah, checking indie, that out. Indie, um, yeah, it's like for or I guess it's not specifically indie games, but yeah, 
I, I saw that. It's sort of like a, supposed to be a version of GDC, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and that was that she's supposed to replace uh, GDC, and I think they have a fund for uh, GDC as well, or something like that. So um, mm-hmm. now with GDC and the E3 gone, you know, uh, where do these developers talk to each other? Maybe online, right? But also, I think in the consumer standpoint, uh, I think we'll see some more demos um, come out. Um, just to get or like some early access kind of like uh, beta kind of like demos for the press or right. something like that yeah. like Th- it's going to be more stuff like that I think over the next yeah. year this this isn't just going to be no more convention or not no more conventions but this isn't just affecting conventions this is huge this ripple yep. effect mm-hmm. and some of it might be for the be- for the best I feel like you know obviously what Josh mentioned the digital stuff I mean we we need to get to that point anyway, right? And it's a shame that it had to happen the way that it did, but ultimately that might be a good thing. I don't know. Um, obviously, yeah, it's going to suck for GameStop and all these brick and mortar places, but uh, maybe you know, maybe this will cause digital games to start launching at a less expensive price than physical games. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot that could happen. Um, the the other story that sort of goes with this is the Microsoft and Ubisoft uh, doing their digital events, um, sort of Nintendo Direct style. Um, nothing too wild to report there. I don't know that you know they. I don't think they have any like specific dates or anything like that. But oh, no. uh, I, I it's just, just they're still going to be talking about stuff. You know, right. Don't, I, and don't I but I don't know if it's it. going to be like around the time of E three as well, or if uh, they're going to do it you know before or after that, or if they're both going to go around the same time to sort of mimic that E three feel. I just don't know. I could um, definitely see Xbox still doing it on schedule because they're really going after um, the opportunity of PlayStation being silent. Yeah, you know? but yeah. Like they're, they're like, oh, nothing. Okay, we'll talk about more stuff, and it's kind of helping mm. both companies. But we might ways. not get these presentations around the e3 time of when it was supposed to be now that we they don't have that goal of reaching e3 they could take more time uh working on these yeah. trailers working on this gameplay just to make it refined rather than crunching uh to e3 that's a fantastic point so what chris is referring to here is you know a lot of developers spend time putting together these e3 demos or presentations time that really they should be spending on getting the game together and yeah. who knows how I mean how much time this sets back uh the, the development time i mean maybe it depends on what the situation is but maybe this is a good thing maybe this uh this will give them more time um mm-hmm. and and maybe these games will will come out sooner than they would have otherwise released i don't know i mean again we're, we're sort of in speculation mode right right now and i don't know that that's entirely like useful right but but it's interesting yeah, that's a that's it's the, a great yeah, there point. Are a lot of possibilities on how this could affect things in the future yeah yeah but what do but you guys God. think of it like with e3 2020 just let us know uh through twitter or something and we'll mention it next episode yeah that's a great point yeah i mean i feel like people obviously they have their hot takes and you know you've seen a lot of people comment on on this sort of stuff but yeah i think that my overall takeaway here uh, like my fan my fandom aside right because obviously i love e3 in terms of the announcements and that sort of thing but uh, fandom aside my biggest concern is just these developers who now you know don't have a way to reach the publishers and then their games aren't gonna come to fruition and i mean this is people's money and time and uh, their livelihood on the line maybe i don't know it i just i don't want people to be out of work who who were sort of relying on e3 uh to get their games 
out in the in the spotlight. But so. also, I'm worried about the press. You know, I'm I'm worried about like what are these comp are, are these press websites going to get uh, any coverage or uh, because E3 I I mentioned I heard this being mentioned on Game Explain um, is a big revenue getter um, for these websites, right? Um, oh, I so, see. Like media outlets. Media outlets, yeah. yeah. So um like ign GameSpot, uh sorry gamestop jesus christ um oh gamespot fucking yeah i feel like both are going to be affected right I yeah think the, yeah E3 they're both going to be affected by e3 being cancelled i think but um yeah it's just it's a big revenue get because people are way more interested in games just because of e3 you know so yeah it gets the hype built yeah for sure yeah it's a really big deal man i <laughs> the again we've never seen this before we don't know what's going to happen and just the timing of everything right like around, this happening around a new console i mean yeah the, e3, the, the, the e3 before a new console is like so important right that's where a lot of times we get a look at the box we get a look at the the controller maybe some launch games right i mean that's like super important and although i i think they'll figure it out i just i don't know i mean we don't just, worry joseph why is this going to cover it for us yeah sure. <laughs> whatever i mean i that's fine i guess it's just a little bit anticlimactic yeah. like you know there's something to that right like even even some of those conferences that are just cringeworthy as fuck there's still kind of excitement right and and i feel like it's just kind of a dud if it happens in a wired article but obviously you know it's more affordable to do that and all this so anyway yeah, that's there's a lot going on, and I'm sure we'll find out more within the coming weeks. But yeah, big story of the week, and we're gonna be talking about this for probably the rest of the of the year, I think, in some way or another. So yeah, um, all right. Next story. This is sort of changing gears here. Um, lead Overwatch writer leaves Blizzard after 20 years. So we've got an article from Games Radar here. Let me get this pulled up. This is Austin Wood. Um, ba, 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 ba. yeah, let's go ahead and read some of this here. Um, it reads, quote, Michael Chu. Oh, hold on. I got an ad playing. I hate that. Sorry, one second. This should get left in, too, because it should be shown how fucking annoying it is that video ads. Play God, I can't find the ad. It's yeah. just blasting in my ears. Hold on. Oh, my God. I can't find it. There's like two ads. Okay, here we go. All There's right, two ads? Yeah, there were two playing at the same time. Isn't that kind of counterproductive? Like, a, <laughs> like for the purposes It'll of the be an ad. ad that I can listen to or see and still read the article. You know, that's the yeah. worst thing. Don't put video on your website. Don't have it autoplay. Yeah. Just autoplay yeah. video. Oh is a god, one. Netflix is fucking notorious for that. Although I think they're changing that. Um, they finally fixed that. Yeah, did they? Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, like everybody had been wanting it forever, and they finally did it. It's stressful trying to fix something out when it's all trying to play. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, let me, let's get this article together here. All right, it reads, quote, Michael Chu, best known as the lead writer and lore master on Overwatch, is leaving Blizzard after 20 years at the company. According to Chu's IMDb and Moby Games profile, he joined Blizzard in 2001 as a tester on Diablo 2. He moved into main game design with World of Warcraft in 2004, the same year he left Blizzard for for a brief stint at Obsidian, where he worked on Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2 and Neverwinter Nights 2. 
Since his return to Blizzard in 2007, Chu has worked on and or written for two WoW expansions, The Burning Crusade and Warlords of Draenor, Draenor, as well as the Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls expansion, but it's his work on Overwatch, crafting the backstories for its heroes and sculpting the world around them that people remember most clearly. Overwatch holds a special place in uh, Chu's heart, too. On his blog, he affirmed that, quote, Overwatch has been a life-changing experience. And then it just sort of goes in his, uh, well, okay, I'll read it. I'll read some of this here. Um, I have always felt that games and the stories they tell have the unique ability to bring uh, people closer together. And that the empathy you feel from stepping into someone else's shoes, even virtually, can bridge the gap between miles, cultures, and nations. End quote. Uh, yeah, so Chris, it, you're you're probably more familiar with this uh, than I am, and I, I don't really yeah. feel closely to Overwatch at all. But yeah, uh, what do you make of this story here? I mean, this is um, this seems like it's probably a big deal, right? It's it is very sad um, to lose a talent like this at, at Blizzard. You know, um, it's obviously becoming a former show of itself now. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, the the lore of Overwatch is fantastic. I absolutely love the world, the characters that um, he wrote and created, um, and the locations are fantastic to explore. And yeah, it's just, everything about Overwatch is energetic and fun and uh, interesting to look at right uh, with mm-hmm. an interesting background of lore here and there um but yeah yeah I, th- that's the reason why i kind of want like a cartoon or, or something like that um so i hope the future of overwatch is bright i guess if if he's leaving you know um and yeah it's just a shame just to see him go yeah i wonder what he's gonna do next yeah um that's going to be interesting to see. But, you know, at least he, he set that foundation there. So uh, yep. it's not like uh, he left in the middle of something being developed and then, you know, developers have to scrap together something to but get I it would, to work. I, I would agree as well with him that the game is very inclusive. And uh, I, I think that's important to have uh, games of exclusive inclu- inclusivity, you know, with uh, Tracer being LGBT and um, there's black there's uh, asian characters there's what the caucasian you know there's, there's, there's loads of different cultures in this game and countries that um i hope this builds some sort of empathy for others uh within this game so sure. I, yeah I, I i think it's a, a a fantastic project and um i i, I hope it continues to succeed yeah well obviously we've got overwatch 2 coming and yeah I think that's supposed to be this year, isn't it? Or, um, they haven't they announced that? it yet, but yeah, oh, okay. that's what people are saying. Yeah. Josh, do you have anything to say on this one? I know, I know you're not really like a huge Overwatch uh, Kind fan. of in between um, the two of you. I don't know a lot. I know a little bit. I, I, I like the lore, and I think that's one of the reasons that the games are so successful. So it's a, definitely a big blow mm-hmm. um, to Overwatch. Um, now that it's and... finally getting a story. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. I also wouldn't be surprised if that's why he's out. Maybe it's finally getting a story and he had a lot of ideas that were shut down. Yeah. Huh. And he I might have been yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to leave. This company's not what it used to be kind of thing. But I don't know. I wouldn't that's exactly be point, enthusiastic though. about working for Blizzard after all the Hong Kong no. stuff yeah. and the, Which... the way they've treated their customers with uh, Warcraft yeah. 3 Reforged. But. You know, by the way, though, it seems like people really just completely forgot about all that stuff. I mean, do you remember how mad people were about the Hong yeah. Kong stuff? And then, like, pretty much, like, a week later, you just don't hear... I mean, it went that's from... That's because Diablo 4 and they've watched 2 got announced, that's why. 
I still think they pushed those announcements sooner just to be like, yeah, we were going to announce those in a few weeks. Let's announce them now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Um, So, all right, let's move on to the next story here. This was a, this might've been our leading story. If not for the, the E3 thing, the E3 stuff, this is huge. Uh, So this is former Nintendo of America president, Reggie fils joins GameStop's board of directors. That's fucking crazy. Oh Um, no. So this is from Liam Doolin over at Nintendo Life. And sorry if you can hear the sirens in the background. Like I said, that's another day in Covington here. That's Reggie um, on this new job. <laughs> yeah, Starting exactly. to stake the fires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's let's read this here. It reads, quote, Former Nintendo of America President Reggie fils has been appointed to GameStop's board of directors. He'll be teaming up with Bill Simon and J.K. Simon-sick? Simon-kick? I don't know how to... F- I'm bad at reading um simon has worked in retail executive roles over the past 30 years and simonic is the current president and chief executive of PetSmart. the mission is to make gamestop a profitable profitable business again after the company announced the close closure of more than 180 stores worldwide in 2018 Reggie shared a message over on Twitter following the announcement. It reads, quote, The gaming industry needs a healthy and vibrant GameStop. I look forward to being a part of GameStop's corporate board and helping to make this happen. And then uh, back to the article, it says, Chief Executive George Sherman also provided a statement. It reads, quote, The board refreshment and government... Yeah, refreshment. Sorry, I just like did a double take. Refreshment and governance enhancements announced today represent an important milestone in GameStop's transformation as we continue to evolve the company's business strategy for long-term success. We're very pleased to welcome Reggie, Bill, and JK to the board. They they are each highly qualified and bring significant relevant experience to our turnaround. Uh, and then back to the article uh, for existing GameStop board members will be leaving their duty or sorry for existing GameStop members will be leading uh, will be leaving their duties. These include Dan Mateo. Oh, wow. Uh, Gerald Szepanski. Sorry. Um, Larry Zilavi and Steve Coonan. Uh, GameStop director Kathy Vrabic said that she revised or she that the revised board would continue to implement a strategy to return value to their shareholders okay so yeah this is interesting so uh reggie was in retirement i guess from nintendo for a while and then this sort of just you know cropped up this was very fascinating um josh what do you think this is going to do for gamestop um i think it will push them in the right direction and that it would make it more um it it, it it could help them survive as long as retail survives. It would it, it could help GameStop steer clear of the issues that they're causing that aren't just retail issues in 2020, you know? Because um, mm-hmm. they've had a lot of missteps, but I think it's because it's just, you know, people that aren't, don't really know what they should be doing that are steering the company. Uh, so I think if anybody can kind of help improve GameStop and fix it, it'd be Reggie. And I think he's right. I think that... The industry and uh, and us, as much as we all might, you know, dunk on GameStop for just you know making stupid decisions, they are a big reason that a lot of people are able to you know access uh, games for a good price. A lot of the times, I mean, I know yeah. we make fun of the trade credit, but you can get games that are you know marked down significantly, and they also um, are really great for um, picking up older games. Um, if you go to Walmart or you go to you know your you know, uh, regional, like, you know, Myers or whatever. If you go to your, your, your stores like that, they're not always going to have, you know, Assassin's Creed three remaster. They're not always going to have, 
you know, Gears of War 4 or The Last of Us Remastered. They might not have those games that came out, you know, a few years ago because they only carry the newest games sometimes. So I think GameStop's good to have around. And I think, you know, we should try to, you know, see if it can be saved because we benefit from a strong GameStop, you know, uh, for presence, you know. Yeah, I I think that's fair. Um, And one thing to note about the the trade prices too. I know, yeah, like you said, a lot of people talk shit about that, but I will say that even, you know, I worked there for five years. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, 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 well, not five years, but yeah. I, I honestly don't feel like their trade prices are unreasonable. I mean, the, the joke is, you know, oh, I can give you three fifty or whatever, or seven fit, whatever the fucking joke is. And anytime that happens, it's when somebody brings in a copy of like Madden 07, like, what Honestly, are we gonna at do? that point, you're lucky we're giving you money for like, it. Like, what are we going to do with Madden 07? Do you really think somebody's going to come in and and is clamoring to buy Madden 07? Maybe, but we sell it for like a... Or we, I'm saying we, like I still work there. They sell it for like a dollar. So, I mean, it's a business, dude. Like, I just don't know that that's... You know, I was, Yeah, a lot of people seem to expect a lot of 1-1 ratios. And it's like, you're not going to get $60 or $50 or $40 for this game. Yeah. That's not worth You also that have to anymore. be clever about it. You know, like, um, I take advantage of the trading deals. You know, you get 30% sure. towards new releases. Or um, the, there's the most wanted list on the uh, most wanted games yeah. list um, yeah. as well. I don't know if you guys have that. Um, but also, I like how um, if you don't like a game, you can just return it within seven days over here. You know, that's if it's uh, used. Uh, punt. That's if it's used, or at least that's, that's what it was. Oh no! If yeah. it's even bought new, you could return it oh, with oh, an it edge. Oh really? Uh, yeah, that's a Canadian thing. But I think stuff like that should be brought down to the states, you know. And I think Reggie's a really good person to have in the company, just because. The bit, one of the biggest issues for GameStop is its reputation for customer service, uh, customer experience, you know, being badgered for all these extras that you don't need, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so I they think... also don't take good care of the employees, so the experience no. yeah. is bad on both but, sides. But, like, Reggie's so good for an internal communication and external communication, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I think he's uh, perfect for that. You know, Nintendo, people were so happy with the company while he was there, you know, and uh, he built a good brand image uh, while he was um, um, the CEO of Nintendo America. Um, he also built a good, me- a good message with Pizza Hut as well while he was there. So um, I think, um, honestly, uh, he's a great pick uh, for the board of directors, and I think he'll have a lot of good advice for them coming up. Um, but uh, as GameStop in general, um, what I'd like to say is that I think they shouldn't just focus on selling games anymore. They should make their own games, and uh, they've done that before uh, with yeah, smaller they... scale projects. But I think they should re- become more of a publisher and start their own service, you know, streaming service or whatever, and have exclusives yeah. on there that, that people can check out. You know, um, I don't, I don't think Amazon or Google have a good idea as to what people want um, uh, in a streaming service. Uh, but I think GameStop, with all the data they have, with used games and the the people that their customer base, I think they do an outstanding job with a streaming service. Yeah, that's a good point. And I know um, you mentioned they've, they've done that before. One of the games they did, they partnered with Insomniac for that uh, Song, yeah, of, Song the of the Deep the game. Song of the Deep, yeah. Song of the Deep, yeah. And that was sort of like a Metroidvania, like 
side scroller sort of a thing really yeah. beautiful really cool game and then they i think they published that deformers game which was made by ready at dawn do you guys remember yeah. that that yeah. like it was like a competitive multiplayer game obviously a game fucking flopped but yeah uh, but like that's the thing they, they have to be a bit more selective over the games they pick you know yeah and uh be a bit more uh courageous with the stuff they pick you know i, I think they, they could do really well if they pick up certain games that haven't haven't been uh, res- resurrected for a while, you know, they, or they could make a sequel to Shemu Three, for example. <laughs> or like, you, you know, what I mean, just like listen uh... to your audience, see what yeah. they want, and then um, act on it. That, that's what they should yeah. do. Yeah, I'm they published has been heroes too. That game was not good. No. I, oh, that's it right. It could have been good. It could have been good. Like it had good ideas. It just wasn't good. Yeah. You know, the so, wasn't there. so yeah, I think this is a this is great, and I think only good will come from this. I don't think Reggie. Dude, what if he's in commercials? I would watch all of them. If yeah. he was just like, "Hello, everyone, it's Reggie. I'm here to talk to you about GameStop stuff." I, I'm, I'm here I would to, immediately listen. <laughs> I'm here to a kick GameStop ass. Direct. Yeah. Right, bring it. GameStop Direct. And people yeah, would be super be awesome. interested in that with him. That'd be so rad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. All right, so let's do one more story here, and then we'll get into what we're playing. Oh my god, I almost forgot. The most important part of our show. How could I forget? Oh, my God. It's I feel like I've been neglecting. Mm. What's the next story? Mm. Yeah, we'll have to celebrate. Mm, that's tasty. All right. This next story. God, I hope this is true. Oh, please. I'm praying to the Konami gods that this is true. All right. We've got a story from Push Square here. This is uh, Liam Croft. This is a rumor, by the way. Silent Hills to return on PS5 alongside separate series reboot. Holy moly. I can't even believe I'm saying that. Holy moly. What a week this has been. All right. It reads, quote, Rumors do not get much juicier than this one, folks. I love that. (laughs) Speculation of a Silent Hill franchise reboot has been doing the rounds for a couple months now however things have gone up a couple of notches in the past couple of hours according to rely on horror so uh, sony currently has both a silent hills revival in uh, project in the works for playstation 5 as well as a completely separate reboot of the series the two titles on their way or sorry the that's two titles on their way to next gen console funded by sony while konami continues to own the ip so I guess that would be like a second-party relationship. Uh, that, and Sonny's that done were... that before. It's not in the same yeah. department, but they did that with Spider-Man. Yeah, you know, with exactly. uh, Marvel, right? So they, they've done uh, deals like that before with Silent Hills. And um, something I'd like to add as well is that Hideo Kojima is working with the lead of uh, Death Stranding again. I can't remember what he's, um, what his name is, but that's what has been talked about. That they're working on another project together. So. Um, it's lining up to be Silent Hills, perhaps, with Kojima mm-hmm. Productions. Yeah. So let me read this next uh, paragraph here. Um, this is back to the Push Square article. We understand how hard this is to believe, and we continue to stress that these rumors should be taken with a grain of salt, but rely on hope rely on horror and known capcom insider aesthetic gamer both have a proven track rec- record when it comes to this sort of stuff there could be some truth to it all now um uh, a couple weeks ago kojima tweeted out or kojima productions tweeted out this picture basically saying like you know sorry we've been silent for so long and i don't know if you guys saw this picture but if no. you zoom in on if you zoom in on the pencil it says pyramid on the pencil and Fuck. there was something else yeah, and there was some. You have to look this up. It's it's like really like obvious, like what they're teasing. Um, there was something else. There was like a notebook or something uh, that had some sort of Silent Hill reference. Now, 
so let me just explain a couple things here because maybe some of you aren't aware. There's the Silent Hill, just regular Silent Hill that we know, you know, that we've had on PS2 and PS1 and all that. But then there's this Silent Hills game, which is supposed to be, it was supposed to be like a, like a reboot of the franchise back in 2014, I believe. And it was announced via a teaser trailer or a teaser, a playable teaser called PT. And it was this demo. And it was fucking insane, this demo, because, you know, you, first of all, you didn't know what it was until the very end. But second of all, it was like kind of impossible to get through without a guide. And so people were like talking online and like trying to figure out how to like how to beat it. And so it, it created all of this free marketing and then at the end it was revealed you know that uh, norman reedus was going to be in it and it, yeah it was going to be directed by guillermo del toro del toro and like all this stuff like it's just crazy like it just doesn't seem real and then it obviously got canceled after uh, kojima left konami blah 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 well fast forward to now and it looks like that might be a thing dude i always i always wished that would come back i don't know about you guys but i fucking loved pt i thought that was so cool and I would love to see that come back. Um, Josh, what do you make of this story here? Oh, I'm excited. I think Sony is the best, you know, studio or best company to, you know, facilitate slash handle this. And that was my big complaint with Konami being shitty on top of them just being shitty was, okay, if you're not going to make this shit, then let somebody else do it. I'll just, you know, sit on the IPs. So I'm, I'm excited about this. I, I love PT and I would like Silent the Silent Hill universe to continue. Yeah. And my thing too is like, you don't even have to do anything, Konami. Just say yes and yeah, make it money. money. Disney makes most just of their, make I mean, not most the... their money, but Disney makes a lot of money just licensing shit out, you know? Yeah. They don't have to do anything for the stuff that Build-A-Bear sells. They just get money just for letting them sell the thing that they put all the work into making. Like, it's 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 so simple. All, all, all Konami needs to do is lease all their shit out and let people, yeah. you know, pay to use it. <laughs> Sega's been Cause... doing that as well uh, with uh, Double Dragon on the way, a uh, new one. Um yeah. So I mean, that, it's not it's thing. not unprecedented. It's not. That's the thing. Yeah, if you I mean, don't if you're not want gonna it, try, then let somebody else. Yeah, know? and make money. You like money, obviously. Yeah. Who doesn't want money? Make the money. What are you doing? And they <laughs> obviously can't make games right now with uh, Contra, Roadcore, and uh, Metal Gear. Right? <laughs> What's it? Metal Gear. Oh. Uh, survive. Survive. That's survive. it. Yeah. Oh, that was a piece of shit. Everybody hated that. Yeah, <laughs> that was the one where you had to pay money for an extra save slot. Yes. Oh my, oh my god. god, I remember that. I yeah. Jesus, I remember that. Oh wow. Huh. I blocked that out of my memory because that's really bad. Huh. Because it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, that's very. I still can't believe they kept it in there after the story broke. You think they would have backpedaled, but they were like, "No, it's fine." Mhm. Mhm. Mm. So curious to see what this turns out to be. Strange that it's two games. Like I don't know why you would do that. Like just do the Silent Hills. Like you don't need. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Silent Hills was going to be so different that it it, it like warranted ha- having a, another game that's like true to form, whatever that means. So yeah, man, can you imagine this as a launch title? I I oh, think wait. that's a bit crazy to say. Maybe a announcement at the uh, PS Five reveal event. I don't know, but yeah, it'd be nuts. Huh. I don't know if we go off of Nintendo's definition of launch window. That means if it comes out at all, it's a launch title. <laughs> I'm joking, but Jesus, the amount of games they were like, no, this is launching with the Switch. It's like, this came out in November. I, I will say this. I, I think Hideo Kojima has a tendency to announce things too early, and I think this might be one of them. 
He does, but I will say the turnaround time on Death Stranding was pretty... Still three years. It it was alarmingly fast, considering how he didn't have a studio. Well, there isn't much of a game in there, so that's probably why. Well, that's... (laughs) God. That's about to be the way of the future. He just predicted the coronavirus, man. (laughs) I I don't want to... Oh, my God. I don't want to get into, like, a a Death Death Stranding hate fest, whatever, but aside from our opinions on that game it is surprising how quickly that game came out considering he had to you know found a studio literally like buy office chairs for his space there because he you know it was starting from scratch so when you consider that i think it's pretty amazing that he was able to turn that game around in such a short time period you know Uh, okay bold prediction time Okay. Check that. Check that on your. Check, uh, yeah. Check that on your, on your on your bingo, bingo list. Card. <laughs> <laughs> um, Silent Hills announced at Game Awards. Boom. Yeah, I think that could be, uh, and there's there's precedent for that as well. Just obviously in Keeley and Kojima's uh, yep. friendship there, right? So yeah, that's. I don't know that that's even that bold of a prediction, honestly. I think that's that sounds right. If this honestly, thing is real. Yeah. Yeah, if it's real, that's it, true. It, it seems very likely at this point, though, for me. Like, with that tease that you just mentioned, um, Norman Reedus coming back to work with Kojima, it seems like something's going on there. Well, and you have to consider, too, I mean, how much work was already done on that when the when yep. PT... Like, you can't just throw that away. I mean, I guess you can, but... That's a really good point. They might have, like, a year's worth of work to already Yeah, like, it's there. not like they, like, just started this from scratch. Like, well. They had there was there was I mean maybe not I don't know but Konami might have trashed it just in spite though. I don't know that do they do that I guess they. I don't know they've done spiteful things know. towards Kojima before. Yeah, but my point though is that you know it's not like they're literally starting from scratch on this thing. Like there's a, at the very least a concept and um you know, hope you know maybe some assets they can use. So I think this is absolutely likely and man. Uh, I'm so excited about this. This is actually one of the most exciting things I've heard in a while, other than the uh, the Batman, Batman like, and Harry Potter. I think I think story. the only mystery game that's out there now, you know, that's vaporware is Half Life Three. Like, if that Silent Hills thing comes to pass, that's that's the only thing we we don't have, basically. <laughs> yeah, in terms of in terms and of agent, but well, that's not I, happening. actually, you know what's funny? I saw this. Something I don't. God, now we're getting into more rumors and speculation. Yeah, I I I saw something that that was gonna come back because again, yeah. again, you have to assume that that there was a lot of work done for them to just scrap that, right? Like, I don't know, man. It just it, when when a game gets can't like for example or like something like a what, what's that game? A Scalebound, you know? Like when a game gets canceled, can you imagine how bad it has to be for them to cancel it? I mean, yeah. they put million, literally millions, maybe like tens of millions of dollars into these games and then you just cancel it i just feel like that's you you might as well keep going right and i i have a feeling we're gonna see scalebound again by the way um maybe as a multi-platform game or something like that so yeah um all right uh let's do a little break and we don't have any listener questions but that's fine because we please send us so much to talk about yeah next week please (laughs) yeah that'd be fun yeah but, you know, we had so much to talk about yeah. this week anyway. So let's do a break. We'll come back and talk about what we've been playing. Uh, what we've been playing. I've been doing a lot of that Warzone. I have been doing yeah, a dude. for it. Yeah, cool, and, dude. And it's really fun. It, yeah, but man, we've, we've, we've had a blast playing. So yeah. 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 All right, so we'll be back. Thank you guys for sticking with us.
All right, everybody, we are back. Uh, let's talk about the games we've been playing. Although before we get to that, I just wanted to say, as Chris mentioned before, please leave us some questions. Like every, you know, every week uh, we put up our thread where you can leave us questions on Twitter. Um, usually on Wednesdays when we do that, and you know we just solicit comments and thoughts and questions from people. So please feel free to do that. You can get a, a get at us via email as well, activequestpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow. Um, all right, so why don't we talk about what we've been playing? And collectively, we've been playing a lot of stuff here. Uh, it's starting to ramp up, I think, in, in terms of busyness with game releases. Um, the big release of this week was uh, the Call of Duty Warzone sort of standalone game that serves as the... I guess how would you? I guess it's it's the battle royale mode, but there's also an additional mode called plunder. Yeah. Um, and Chris and I play that. We played God probably about five hours or so. It's amazing, say, right? Yeah, it's really freaking good. Um, I know some people have been saying they they're down on it. I don't really. I don't get, get that. that. Like what? I think like I don't know. I mean, I, to be fair, I'm not as familiar with battle royale games, so maybe like. What? There are there are things that that other games have that this game doesn't have, and maybe that's what they're. This is the most interesting about. battle royale out there. Um, and I'll tell yeah. you why. Right, uh, why missions, the the addition of missions of you know hunting other players and uh, being yeah. able to find different objects around the map and um, how dynamic it is. You know, going into a truck or a, a car or something. Um, mm-hmm. that's really fun and something that was brought up as well to me by um, a, a game dev friend of mine is that he, he really liked the fact that um, you could just lie down on the back of the truck and not have it as like an assigned place you know um, oh, that was really yeah. cool um, so yeah you could go prone on the truck and avoid uh, shots but um, I, I, I love this battle royale I, I think <clears> the weapons feel super good and you know Call of Duty's probably the best feeling shooter out there you know i agree yeah um, i agree i mean as much shit as people talk about it in the you know call of duty bro thing whatever it's the guy you y- you can't argue with how i mean it it, it sort of has ruined the game feel for me with yeah. other first person shooters like i go to play them and i'm like yeah this is fine but call of duty feels better you know so yeah and it just makes sense as well like being sent to the gulag for example Oh, well, let's then, talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah talk, that's talk another that. addition as well to the Battle Royale form that I really like. So basically, to prove your worth, um, after you die, you have to fight uh, a one-on-one battle with someone who's also died in the Battle Royale, right? So the victor um, goes through and goes back into the field, you know? Um, yeah. But after that, there's, there's no second chances unless someone on your team can buy you back. But that's mm-hmm. quite difficult um, if you just started the game, right? Or, um, you know, so <laughs> th- 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 there's some interesting stuff going on here. Um, yeah. There's also and- in the middle of the map, or like in different areas of the map, sorry, um, there's these stations you can buy perks, or uh, not perks exactly, but like um, kill different kill streaks and-, and stuff like that. Um, loadouts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so- yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's the most um, well... I, I think it's the most well-made um, Battle Royale out there with more interesting stuff going on. 
yeah, I'm with you. And again, you know, I am not as familiar with these games, so you know, maybe one of maybe PUBG or something is way better. I have no fucking no. idea. But but <laughs> but you know what? I I really enjoyed playing this with you, and it was so fun because it it was like it wasn't just like you know you have one strategy in mind and just do that, and then whoever does it the best wins. It's like you you have to really like strategize. Like you can totally just sit in one spot and you know just not move and i guess that that that'll work but then you'll run into the case where that we had often where the gas that was coming in on us yep. would force us to have to move right and then in the midst of moving we would get spotted by enemies and sort of have to tackle that right so finding a spot to to sort of sit and wait is really important and like if picking the best spot uh, also, you know, to, to make sure that you don't run into some some last minute decision moments, right? That are that are really stressful. Um, but then, yeah, when it gets down to like, you know, the last few teams, it is just absurd how yeah. how like fast paced and and like quick you have to just make these last minute decisions. That uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I remember, the, I, I don't know if you were playing with me in this game. I think you were where we we stuck through to the end even though we had lost we were like fourth place or something um but it was just so wild because the the space you have to move when it gets down to like the last two teams <laughs> it's literally literally like a room like you have a room to to work with and it starts at this huge sprawling map it's just so freaking cool and yeah i there's a lot to do i've actually been writing the guide for it for IGN so please check that out a lot of work went into it and i'm i'm still uh you know changing it as we go so um yeah really super pleased now the other thing i wanted to touch on too it's not just battle royale there's this other mode called plunder mm. and I, we didn't we didn't play that uh but i did put some time into it separately chris and i highly recommend plunder i actually think plunder is um, like more unique uh in mm. terms of its design and stuff like i haven't really seen anything like plunder before um and basically with plunder you are battling for money and you get money obviously by killing other players but you can find it in you know boxes and you get uh money for doing missions just like you mentioned before and it's really interesting because you the team with the most money wins but you can like drop off the money at these stations but obviously the stations are highly populated because everybody's trying to drop their money off so it becomes this like waiting game of you don't want to run up to the station right away because that's you know obviously everybody's going to see you do that uh, and so you want to like wait and wait for people to run up to it, get killed, you know, they get killed and then you killed whoever's, whoever killed them. And then you can pick up their money and deposit all the money and, and sort of get the upper hand there. So really fascinating. Um, I really, really like plunder a lot. I think both modes are really cool. Um, final note, it's free and, yeah. it's uh, it's a biggie though. It's yeah. Like it's a biggie. Gigs. It's like 110 gigs or something crazy. Yeah. Get your so high... right. Activision. God. Yeah. Highly recommend though. Um, that's all I've been playing. Like I said, I've been doing the guide for it, so I haven't really had time to do anything else. Although, I will say, I'm taking this week off, and I'm going to be playing lots of video games, so look forward to that. Uh, that's it for me. Chris, why don't you tell us what you've been playing aside from Warzone? Um, so yeah, I've been playing Mega Man Zero and ZX Collection, and uh, to be honest, guys, it's uh, a collection of dated games, but I think uh, the port is really good uh, in terms of like the options available. Um, mm. This is not a full review. Um, I've got stuck multiple times, um, so I haven't been able to go through all the games and stuff. So I'm just going to give you uh, 
a feeling of what the port's like and the general kind of gameplay. Um, so, um, one of the features in the... Uh, so, so uh, I'll start with the screen options. There's a bunch of different screen options available. Um, you can make it look uh, however you'd like. Basically, these are uh, ports of Game Boy Advance games and DS games. So, what I'd recommend is try to go with the smallest resolution possible or the the one in the middle. Like, full screen, it looks absurd. Um, <laughs> it's a Game Boy game, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it doesn't look good. Um, but uh, I think they've done some good upscaling of this game. Um, and uh, there's a different like it's different um, screen uh, visual options as well for you. So if you don't like one particular type of screen option, there's um, two others available. Um, there's one with no filters, um, and then there's two with filters on top of them. So um, check them out, see what you like. Um, but yeah, I, I do like the customization in the game. Um, basically. Uh, you can make, but but the thing is that the, one of the main issues is that it, the game is either super tough, like ridiculously hard, like as the original was, or there's um, an super easy mode you can add on to it. Uh, but the thing is, is that it's mind-numbingly easy. <laughs> like there's no ta- damage taken during boss fights, and um, I, I feel like there's no point in playing them. You know, unless, like, you're really into the story, which I wasn't. Um, I didn't find it very intriguing at all, and I felt like I was out of the loop, because I feel like this is a sequel to um, their SNES games. Uh, on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, I wasn't really digging the story. Um, but for me, like, I-, I think what you could do, Capcom, is include, like, a difficulty that's middle ground. You know, not too easy, not too hard. And uh, you could do that like Mega Man 11, right? So if they could do that, I w- um, I'd love to try these games again and, and check them out. Um, something I didn't like is the music. Um, it's very repetitive and it's pretty annoying to listen to. Uh, but um, the midis from Game Boy Advance and DS, you know, they, pro- <laughs> they probably didn't have much to work with, right? But no, at yeah, the same but... time. They had incredible music for Mega Man 2 and the Mega Man series in general. So it's kind of a series that's known for its good music. So I don't know. Um, they could have done better there. Um, and then um, I was playing Mega Man ZX and there was this quest that really frustrated me. I, um, You have to, to start... Uh, so, so what you have to do is you have to find multiple agents uh, throughout the city. And it took me forever. Like, I couldn't find anything in the city. There's no combat um, at all throughout that whole mission. So you're just running around, like, trying to find <laughs> these people. And it's super, super tough for me to find. So, um, yeah. it, and Did you end up finishing it? I, I, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I think I did finish it actually. Yes, um, but oh, okay. it was uh, it took me hours just to complete that and find everyone. I it was incredibly frustrating and it had the worst music ever. So, um, <laughs> of course it did. I just oh, it it frustrated me. It really frustrated me. Um, and then with Mega Man Zero, the boss was incredibly tough to the point of like. I, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. So and uh, and we do want to mention with that we we did get a code. Yes, you uh, did. For, for Thank you, Capcom, yeah. for that. Yeah. 
Um, cool. Uh, what else have you been playing? Anything? Any other weird Japanese games <laughs> that one might might be into? I've been playing a bunch of mobile games actually, and uh, I've been playing Sonic Dash and Sonic Forces. I know you hate Sonic. I don't Joseph, hate I... Sonic. I just he's just a little. You said that. You said you, you said. Did I say hideous. that? Okay, yeah, yeah. He is hideous. Yeah. <laughs> Some monstrosity known to man. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I have said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go Sonic's ahead. cool. <laughs> uh, but uh, I've been playing these mobile games, and they're basically endless runners, and they're yeah. very refined. I think that they're, they're really well designed. The uh, maps look bright and colourful. And uh, I've been enjoying this game quite a bit, actually. I've been playing it um, just five minutes, ten minutes at a time. You know, the per- perfect kind of mobile game. Yeah. And basically, uh, you're jumping over um, spikes and um, you're kind of sliding under kind of uh, obstacles. And it's very similar to what a, a Sonic game would be like, you know, like a regular kind of Genesis game. But it's an endless runner from a, with a top-down view, right? So it's just it's taken those elements of a traditional Sonic game and put them into a mobile game very successfully, right? Um, mm. I I like collecting rings, like collecting the stuff in the stage, and then there's a few boss fights here and there um, that uh, stand out, and they've, they, they follow a, a standard kind of, like, um, format, but um, I, I, I did like their inclusion and how you can change like what part of the stage you want to do and how hard or how easy it is, I think. Um, so I've been enjoying Sonic Dash, but um, Sonic Forces um, is um, the one that's current right now. Um, and I decided to play that more uh, this week just because Sonic Dash isn't being updated as much as it used to be, right? So mm. Sonic Forces uh, has kind of like a gacha system with Sonic characters. Ah, um, oh, man. Yeah, and you gotta, you, you level them up through uh, the rewards you get from playing. And I, I've unlocked a few characters here and there. I don't think it's that tough to unlock them. You just have to play it, right? And right. Sonic Forces is a multiplayer version of Sonic Dash. So you're competing against other people. Um, so it's kind of like Mario Kart in a way. You will um, get items by um, collecting um, the item boxes around. And uh, you can interfere with them. You can throw spike. <laughs> you can throw like uh, wind turbines to mess them up. You can throw like these rocket kind of things. Um, and each character has their own specific items they can use, right? Um, so I, I'm I'm super surprised by these mobile games. They're well polished, and um, I, I they've been a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it's I hate that whole that whole like mantra of like if you play mobile games, you're not a real gamer. I mean, it's so fucking stupid. Like, yeah. I, I but I also will say that there are a lot of garbage mobile games. So yes, there you is. Know, it's like I, I'd say probably most of them are garbage, right? So that's I, I guess that's where that comes from, and the whole like the whole thing of you know the ios games that are a dollar or less than that you know just to get you to, to there goes that like, raid shadow legends uh sponsorship yeah good job. yeah exactly good job yeah <laughs> exactly so yeah um all right josh why don't you talk to us about a little game you've been playing actually one of my favorite games of all time uh i'm very nostalgic for this game tell us about crash bandicoot 3 warped Oh damn it! I wish you. I was gonna say yeah. So I've been playing Bubsy 3D. Oh just to sorry, get on the hook. <laughs> sorry. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I finished uh, Crash 3 the other day. Um, I try to 
we play it every year so i used to replay it every couple of years like before the remasters but now i definitely try to replay it every year because of you know all the improvements they did yeah um so i like crash 3 a lot but i don't like the i don't like most of the um vehicle levels oh so yeah the controls are like really much bad crash too. yeah uh i also i don't know if you remember i don't know how long it's been for you but the motorcycle levels where you have to race yep you have to get first place you have to get first place, and the levels are designed in a very frustrating manner sometimes where um, you pretty much can't fuck up. And so, like, man, like, you could be stuck on that level for hours, like, straight up, because there's just so many things that can go wrong. And also, uh, usually, not all the time, but usually Crash uh, Bandicoot games will communicate with the player by item placement. And so it's a safe assumption that, like, okay, if boxes and apples or, or wampa fruits over here, then you can go this way, or you should go this way, or you should look into it, you know, kind of thing. It's a good way for them to communicate with the player. Well, in the motorcycle levels, like, if you try to get the boxes, like, they don't always lead you to the optimal path. Right. You yep. know, for getting ahead. And it's just not, though, they're not designed well, but they made Crash Team Racing, like, the next year. That game was, like, perfect. So that's fine. Um,. <laughs> And then I'm, uh, I also, I, I wasn't very motivated this week, so I didn't really do any overtime, uh, primarily because half of my check is already just vacation time. So it's like, I'm already not working much because I'm taking next week off. Um, I feel you. You know, and then the other thing is it's just hard to put a lot of effort in at work when you're like in five days, none of this matters. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And when the country so, is gone or the world, I guess, has gone to shit. So yeah, so man, this week I just went in for my eight hours, which I usually work like 10, 11 or 12 hours. I just worked eight hour shifts. I even took my lunches that I usually just skip. And um, oh my gosh, that gave me a lot more game time. I probably put like 30 hours into Fortnite this week. And I don't usually seriously, Jesus, I didn't, I've never heard you even like really talk much about it. I don't, I don't, I've, I've, I, so I, I tried playing it when it came out and I thought it was good. I liked it. Uh, it was just kind of a situation of good jelly, not my jam. Chris, and then, shut up. Well, it's actually funny that he's yawning. I'm actually going to uh, get him on the hook in a minute. Um, the uh, I, I, I liked PUBG a lot more just because I liked the strategy in it. But as I started playing Fortnite, I had some friends invite me to play it with them. There's actually a lot of strategy there as well. And the quests that Chris likes in Call of Duty, Fortnite's got stuff like that too. Like there's all kinds of spots you could explore and get access to and unlock and so there's kind of incentives to try to approach the levels differently, and it does interesting things with player movement. Yeah. But uh, I didn't want to interrupt you guys talking about, you know, Call of Duty's uh, thing. But yeah, Fortnite's got that same kind of thing that Chris likes from Call of Duty. Like, they, they do the, you know, the incentives to explore, and there's reason to, you know, just oh, not just approach that main objective. The missions in Warzone, though, were a bit more detailed than that. Uh, I know what you're talking about. But with uh, oh yeah yeah I'm sure they weren't that I just wanted more, to um, there's tar- yeah you have a target to go after um, you have uh, specific people to go uh, against and then do you have items to find uh, in uh, item caches as well so there's just, there's a bit more going well they have that they have that too though I think they might have been inspired by Fortnite really with that maybe because yeah. there's actually bosses in certain spots to level you can get and you can kill them and oh it's there's like bosses that's and... fucking cool yeah that's pretty so, cool. They've got that too. I'm not trying to diminish uh, Call of Duty though. I haven't gotten to check it out yet. I'll probably like that a lot too. You gotta play I it, to... Josh. I think we yeah. should all three play it because it's three player squads. That'd be fun. Yeah, I definitely want. It's, it's 
It's cross Oh my yeah, god. Is, yeah, uh, yeah. You could be on PS4, PC, Xbox One. No? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, when I get back from vacation, we'll definitely have to play it. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to I was reading about it, and it, you know, it, it looked really good. And then my brother and you know some coworkers have been talking about it too. So I'll definitely have to check it out. Um, yeah, so I didn't play too many things like in depth from a, you know like as far as like story goes and stuff but i had a lot of fun kind of uh playing through that and i i uh, i've gotten pretty good uh, a lot better than i used to be so i was like consistently getting like in the final five or ten so that's those are when things i think are really interesting cool and um you know oh i wanted to say this really quick too i think the reason that battle royale and modes like that are so popular i, I think uh, i was thinking of this when you were talking about you and chris playing it <coughs> I think it's because it's kind of combines, you know, multiplayer with story, but we're the ones kind of creating the story because it's the same framework, but we're deciding what we do and how we approach it. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's really interesting. It's like an in-between realm for multiplayer and story or single player, you know? Absolutely. Like one of the standout things that happened was Chris and I were like held up in this pool and you guys who <laughs> played it know what I'm talking about. And we were held up in this pool and we, we just kept taking out enemies it was wild like we were doing really well but we were like man our luck is gonna run out eventually and i was like chris there's a guy in the tower there's i think there's two of them chris get down and he's like ah and you know putting up like <laughs> putting up like the, the shield turrets and all this stuff and it was just so fucking cool um and it felt like and i don't really play multiplayer a whole lot you know so it just felt like a really like strong sense of camaraderie and all that it was just really awesome uh, yeah to play so um, yeah i'll add this as well i i love it when i take out uh a bunch of enemies and then you hear the reaction from them like with their with their voice chat and they're like mm. god damn it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that it. motherfucker oh. yeah <laughs> but one situation I had, and I put this on Twitter on at Penwell Writes, um, I had this RPG um, inside of an airplane, and oh I just God, saw yeah. in the back of my eye like these guys just are hovering around, and then I just uh, put a rocket in their face. There was two people who took the hit there; they downed, and then there was this like guy coming up, and I only had a pistol, <laughs> so I, this guy had this like really good weapon, and I had a pistol. Bam, bam, bam. I took them all out. Nice. Yeah, you did a, you, you did a full squad wipe. 3v1, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's so awesome. That's yeah, so, like, you're right, Josh. Those stories that come up are ones that are, you know, unique to everybody, I feel like, right? And that's, yeah. that's sort of... and like even if really... they wrote those into a story, it's like, you wrote it, though. Yeah. So it, it's more fun, almost. Yeah, very interesting. Um, cool. So that's been episode 60. Thank you, everybody, for taking time out of your busy day to listen to us and uh stay safe out there wash your goddamn hands for 20 seconds wash your ass too wash your ass and your hands and make sure when you wash your hands it's for 20 seconds that's what i that's what i always hear people say 20 seconds and drink also don't um make light of it and touch reporters microphones because then you might infect other people in the basketball team Mm. and then they might have to cancel basketball did that happen god yeah, this this one of the basketball players from like the Utah. I don't know sports, but the Utah team. He was like touching other people's <laughs> stuff in the locker room and touching reporters' what? microphones and laughing about it. And then he tested positive, and then it was confirmed someone else got it. Great. So it's like this doesn't have to be serious as long as we take it seriously. But if we don't take it serious, then it will be much more serious than it, you know it has to be. Well, not to get be so, political, but your president could 
hear those words. <clears throat> yeah, we went, we went we went from we went from hoax to this might be serious in like a week. Fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, thank you again for listening. Um, Chris, where can people find you when you're not blasting people away with a rocket launcher <laughs> and on Active Quest? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Panwell Writes on Twitter. And then you can check my work out at uh, switchwatch.co.uk and sip, read, repeat. I'm getting back into the swing of things, feeling a bit more confident. So, I think I'm going to send out a few pictures as well. So, pictures, yeah. not pictures, pictures. Pitches. Announciate. Pitches. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I'm having a good time, and uh, yeah, ch- check check out my stuff. Speaking of Announciate, I think well, remember while we were playing, you, you were like, "There's armor, there's armor," and I'm like, "What is it?" <laughs> and, 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 and you're like, "And you're like, fuck, armor, armor, armor is the name of the word of, of yeah. the thing I'm trying to say, armor," and I'm like, "Oh, armor, armor, <laughs> armor." Okay, uh, sorry. Are, are, are you done? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Chris. I love you. All right, Josh, where can people find you when you're not on the show? You could find me on Twitter at Mr. Josh Nichols. You could find me on Twitch at jerkjerk 77 um, and... and people can catch you on vacation next week, or met or not. Yeah, you. yeah. I God, I really wish we weren't going, but it's a it's a family thing. I'm kind of. Stuck yeah. in. Like, I mean, it'll be fun, but I just wish we weren't going now. Please oh, look yeah. after yourself. Wash your yeah. goddamn hands. Yeah. Yeah. And, your and wash ass. your ass. And wash your ass. Yeah. Your ass. Your asshole. <laughs> and get that toilet paper. But yeah, I think the <laughs> biggest thing I'm kind of like not looking forward to is like I'm I'm excited to um plug. I guess I'm I'm not. I just think it's healthy to do that. But I'm I, I like being plugged in. Um, I it won't really be playing any video games for that duration because I won't have you know we'll we won't be at home. No switch. So uh i've got a complicated relationship with the switch i think that <laughs> if i'm ever if i'm ever in a situation where i'm not in front of a tv then i probably am too busy to be playing a game anyway so i don't really i bring it with me everywhere and don't get to play it you know god damn it well you're gonna miss out on animal crossing i guess i'll have to do a, yeah and doom and so doom. We'll have to play it when we get back we have All a right. few guests in mind also so. fuck scalpers we couldn't get an animal crossing switch because of scalpers so. yeah oh, as them. as that happens they're the worst i was subscribed for notifications from like every storefront possible i was refreshing constantly it's not because i wasn't trying i mean i was even refreshing amazon the morning of when it you know anyway I hate scalpers. Yeah, they were selling packs of uh, toilet paper for like 40 or $50, so you're having a fucking laugh. Yeah. Oh, dude, Americans shit a lot, Chris. My God. That's not <laughs> proportion. That's not, that's not how we buy during the coronavirus. That's just Americans buying toilet that's paper. Just us I think the world yeah. just misunderstood. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. And you, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden. Um, and like I said, check out my wiki for Warzone, please. I put a lot of time into it, and uh, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun doing that, so appreciate that. Um, other than that, we will catch you next week. Like I said, we'll probably have a guest, or maybe not. We'll see what we can do with that. Um, at the very least, it'll be uh, me and Chris, and maybe we'll have somebody hey. else to join us. So, cool. We love you guys. We appreciate you for listening. Oh, by the way, we've got our Animal Crossing... Uh, giveaway so make sure you share that and all and all that stuff so you can get entered in to win that we're gonna draw a winner on march 20th the day of animal crossing release so we will catch you guys next time bye bye